Welcome, everyone, to another Timmons podcast. I'm your host, Tim, and this is my podcast. And I got a, a great guest today, John Trey. Oh, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's the intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could say, I, I guess I do have to say, uh, if this, is this your first time listening? If this is your first time listening, I have three podcasts, actually. I have Tim's podcast, which you're seeing right now, where it's a long-form conversation, um, just where we just sit and talk. Mm-hmm. Then I have a podcast that I do with my buddy called The Tim and Lincoln Show, where we just typically talk about, we went to a college called Grace College, mm-hmm. and so we talk about Christian college, Christian stuff. Oh, dope. Um, stuff that's happening in our life is usually just us ragging on our alma mater <laughs> like it's nothing and then i have a podcast called called the dad cast which i sit down with my dad oh. my dad's like way deep into some stuff and he'll just like spill what he's thinking about what he's been like just musing on and and um Government secrets. Government secrets. Uh, it's usually biblical, like what he's thinking, like what he's finding with the Bible, because he's like way into the Bible. It gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets a little crazy sometimes. And if you're not a Christian, you should listen to it because it's like legit, kind of like, what in the world is this? Hey, I mean, it's always possible. I always think yeah. that when people say outlandish things, like you should still consider like whatever they're saying. Yeah. I don't think anything's impossible. And, you know, we like, let's not reach like ogres and stuff coming out of yeah. the works. But it's like, if someone says, I bet Mike Tyson will eventually run for governor, it yeah. might happen. Why not? You know? Why not at least go after it and see what And that, so I can yeah. only imagine like a scripture that's been passed down like years and years. Like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's some stuff in there that probably really did happen. Uh, and it, a lot of people are like, it's black and white. And you start looking and you're like, what, what oh, is no. this? Like, what it's is this? Gray. Yeah. And he gets real into the spiritual stuff, which is interesting because I think that a lot of people are awakening to spiritual stuff or at least having spiritual experiences Right. where in the past our life, for me, I'll speak from my experience, spirituality really wasn't a thing. You know, it was kind of like, this is just how the world is. And now I'm like, well, maybe there is like other dimensions and aliens and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, spiritual beings. I don't know. It's something, but anyway, so those are the three podcasts we can get to the, we should talk about this, that's okay. this podcast, but just if you're interested, uh, my whole podcast is Timmy's Podcast Network. That's where you can find my podcast at. I have all of them on umbrella under there. So nice. That's where this okay, one will be. Cool. Yeah, John Trey, welcome, dude. So most, uh, I feel like most of my thoughts about going on a podcast, I'm like, man, I hope I don't ramble. And <laughs> like, I feel like my friends know me to ramble. Probably colleagues too. It's just, um, you know, it's it's a different experience to talk about myself. Like, yeah. I guess I'm not really the type to talk about myself a lot. Oh, that's that's okay. You can ramble. That's a, you're welcome to ramble. Well, um, <laughs> I guess like a quick intro for me. Yes. My name's John Trayvon. Um, I was born in Indiana, raised in Tennessee. Um, didn't move back here until about like 2012. Um, from Tennessee? Yeah, okay. from Tennessee. I was in a town called Collierville. If people don't know that, it's just a few minutes away from Memphis. Okay. And so growing up there, I think it was... It was probably like better for me only because of the freedom, you know, it's country type stuff. Yeah. Coming to Elkhart, it was different. Yeah. Um, I think growing up, it was like more family oriented. And so I was just surrounded by good people all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was a good transition. What brought um, you to Elkhart? Well, I'll, I'll, let me finish your intro, then I'll get to the questions. So, um, Keep going. and so like after getting tucked in with my family, like we kind of just started doing our own thing, seeing where we can stretch ourselves out in Elkhart. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like now we are kind of embedded. We kind of respect the hustle of Elkhart, even yeah. though it gets like a bad rep somewhere, like saying people 
don't like it's not fun like man you can raise a family here yeah <laughs> a great family but um yeah so started in middle school here and then once i graduated from concord went to college in michigan okay uh, smc shout out to all people and from there i just kind of went back to elkhart tried to freelance um didn't work out the first time so i just realized i was like maybe i need to grow yeah you know type stuff like that hit and so uh, a few years are growing and i'm here yeah uh, i feel like i've accomplished a lot you uh run your own business well right you have a, a what do you call it, a side hustle maybe I feel like yeah for right now it's a side hustle actually um I wouldn't say I'm in the transition, but I'm in the development stage of fully transforming it into a business. Mm-hmm. Um, first step was rebranding. Okay. Uh, it wasn't voluntarily, though. So <laughs> hard drive failed. Then the backup hard drive failed, and somehow it was hacked. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that is like the only conclusion that came to the reason why the uh, Google Drive failed. And so after realizing that my email that was related to it was compromised, I had to just call Google. Wow. It wasn't really like a big deal to them. And I mean, like to me, like I just had to take the loss. But yeah, just like years and years of work just kind of like just kept failing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so. What um, was your design before? What, what was your brand beforehand? It, it was still King Designs. Okay. And everything that I wear now is that. And so since I'm in the development stage, I'm going to replace all this. So mm. I wouldn't say it's really saying goodbye or like stopping. It's just that I, I realized that I should not dwell mm-hmm. on a loss. Um, that's something like I did like a lot when I was trying to establish myself, and so uh, being around certain people just made you realize like it's just just don't dwell. Like it'll happen faster if you just get over it. Yeah, don't sit there and think about what ifs. What if mm-hmm. I could have done this? What if I? Because then you're taking all that brain space they could be using for whatever it is next. Right. And so that's um, that's been my personality this year, just kind of moving. So this forward. is recent. Yeah, the hack. Yeah, that was around in January, and then the second hard drive, as soon as February started, that's when it happened. Oh, wow. And so, to me, I kept thinking, I was like, what's wrong with my PC? Because I just recently built it myself, and I even had my homie come through and, like, recheck. He said everything was it. Yeah. But it's just, for some reason, my hard drives were failing. Nothing was causing it. They would just stop working. Wow. And so, the first one, I mean, it wasn't much of a crazy thing. It was just one of those Barracudas. Okay. Uh, four terabyte. And so to me, I figured it was going to go away one day. It's four terabytes. Yeah. And so I had that backed up into a 12 terabyte that actually I would not actually use. Just kind of sat and just would, was it like one of the, was it like one of those big ones? I just Yeah. The my books. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like I wouldn't use that one continuously. I would treat it as an archive. And so for the longest it helped, it never made anything. I never bumped it because it was only a temporary thing if it needed to be plugged up. So... It's just like one day I plugged it up and it was like, yeah, no, man, I'm not here. Wow. Did you, is there anything that can be done for that or no? Have you, um, probably, you probably looked into all of Yeah, there's like recovery. Let's not dwell on it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there was recovery and there was like a lot of um, different options for me when yeah. it came to like talking to people. Yeah. But ultimately those people needed money and that yeah. was money I couldn't part with. Yeah. Like I, I kind of just said, you know what, maybe that was a sign I need to step it up. Yeah. All that stuff that I did, maybe it was mediocre. Mm. And so, so what do you think you're going to re- rebrand into, you think? So King Designs is still going to stay. It's just that I don't want it to represent a design. Like, I, I feel like maybe people read the name and they think conceited. And um, 
I just don't want people to think of that. Like, I'm not the king of nothing. Like, I'm a king of myself mm-hmm. in my life. But ultimately, like, when I think of king designs, I think of, like, people coming together. Because, like, only a good king is going to actually give the people what they want. Yeah, you identify as the good parts of a king. I like that. Yeah, and it's like, I, I just didn't want it to be a... But other people are going to read it and be like, that's the bad parts. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's he's why... He's a presser, he's a controller. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this rebranded definitely need to happen. And so um, one thing for sure, I just never had a website or anything like that. So yeah. all that's getting established, um, making it myself. Um, t- I couldn't think of anything else to really come up as. I was like, King Designs kind of fit. Like a lot of people like it. Yeah. Well, they know now too, you are connected with that. Yeah. You know, you've worked probably a lot to get people. Con- I mean, that's came right to my mind when I was thinking you. Yeah. I think King Designs, you know. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, um, well, I actually started, I, I had to connect with somebody. Like, a lot of people think that it's supposed to, whoever's really friendless is supposed to love whatever you got. But, um, no, it started in college, and I met a guy named Lawan Easton. Okay. Yeah, shout out him. Um, I, just for the, like, I think for the simple way of thinking of it is, I thought that he would be the internship. But, in fact, he kind of exploded my mind oh, when it came to an internship. Instead of working with him he had me work with Tavares and Kamika of Idea Studios and they showed me like everything they knew during the entire internship I've worked with dope artists from Fort Wayne I've Mm -hmm. been on sets where they actually put some time into it it was my first time actually seeing you know the aperture lights how they always have any type of PAs walking around picking things up Mm -hmm. and so that's what it was like to work with them and uh Ironically, that's not what I got into. <laughs> Actually, um, what were you trying to get into? Uh, graphic design. Okay. I was a graphic design major, and most of that came from just drawing. And folks say, "Hey, you're yeah. good. You should do something with that." Yeah. So, and I it's beca- a marketable skill, and there's a need for it, mm-hmm. right? And so there's always a need to show what you have. You're like, hey, you're gonna make money if you go into this, probably. Yep. You know, the fun part about it, it is very saturated. Um, but with that, I, I already know what everyone always says, like, oh, you're competition. I'm like, no, these are my partners. These are mm-hmm. my collaborators. You know, I don't think of anyone as a, I don't think of anyone's competition, really. I just see it as nice. You got your style and that's why they went to you. And it's like, that's why I'm developing mine. Like it yeah. wasn't really until, um, I'd say maybe last summer is when I feel like my work became, it came one. Really? It was it. I think of it like, um, there's this, I forget what his name is, but he, uh, I have a barber. He gets tattooed all the time. And he goes to one specific tattoo artist in South Bend, and his booking was available in January or February, and he had to go show up and book. And there's tons of tattoo artists everywhere, right? Right. Tons all over the place, like multiple in Goshen, multiple in Elkhart. But this guy books all of his stuff in like one day for the whole year because people want his work so bad. And it's not that, you know, he's competition because there's so many people that want to get tattooed all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's more like he's just like, you know, I want his style of tattoos. Right. And it's like that is I want the, his art. That is the dopest part about seeing someone's artist because, like, you know, it's theirs. Yeah. Um, so my best friend, his name's Drake, and he's a tattoo artist. OK. Yep. Um, he owns a shop. He's over in Osceola area. And like is everyone. Juicy. No, it's not juicy. No, <laughs> um, he's juicy more tattoos. like a, yeah. That's he, the only one I know in Osceola. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I that's feel like in Concord. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Um, yeah. Juicy's in Concord. So like Drake Shop, um, he worked so hard on it. Like I feel like he was a big inspiration for me to like start building myself. Like um, everything he did, he just made sure like he didn't want to 
say like, oh, someone gave me this and this is why it's here. Right. So like everything he did, he made sure his name was on it. And I feel like that was admirable for any situation. I don't think it just comes to entrepreneurship. It's just anything you make your own will flourish. Right. Yeah, you put, well, and if you put your passion into it. Right. So what is King Design doing now? So what I do now, I actually do mostly video, but okay. I'm starting to open my doors back up to graphics. Um, the small middle child between those is photography. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a pretty good photographer, but I don't do photography um, traditionally. Like I don't, I'm not very good with flashes. <laughs> I don't do studio um I'm not very good. Like if someone said, hey, can you make my skin like super soft? Like, yeah. all right, bet. Once I look at the tutorial, I got you, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I didn't really put a lot of time into it. I kind of felt it as like a bridge. And yeah. just one day, the guy was like, hey, you know, does that camera shoot video? Mm. And so I was like, all right, it does, I guess. You can try it out. And the first time I ever shot a music video is for an artist in South Bend named Blue Casey. Okay. Um, and this guy, he was super passionate about everything he said like he really is um, a go-getter out there and so with the music that we that he made like it was him it was called something's got to change and mm. like that's what he talked about he just wanted to talk about change in general and so uh, I was like you know what let's shoot it let's shoot um, it was my first video so equipment came from a friend <laughs> I used my camera uh, I don't even think I had lights yeah. No lights. Everything was from camera. And I think it was one of my best music videos when I first started out. Really? Yep. Everything after that felt like, you know, it's not the artist's problem. It's just like my problem of trying to get better or try things. And I never really needed to. It was mm. all just about how you shot. Um, Interesting. Okay. So, like, if we do the exact opposite of that, one of the worst, uh, you know, accepted videos I've ever done was... A song for excellent. His he's a crazy dope artist from Fort Wayne area. Okay. Um, charismatic. He even he had a kid and then he bounced back and then he was like, Hey, let's do this. And it's like at all times he was taking care of that kid though. Wow. This guy is about it. And so Wow, that's like he one like I said, admirable. And so ironically with his music video though, like we always wanted to do the absolute most. And so we did two. <laughs> okay. So the one that wasn't accepted, this one was, we did it at Jimmy Squid's before they opened. Like, shout out to those guys for even letting us get in there. And it's just like we, we had these ideas, but none of them connected. Oh, yeah, okay. And so, like, I tried, like, first video, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll just try to see if I can work something in post. I just added a bunch of effects. Yeah. And that's that's what everyone asked for, so I thought that's what they wanted. Yeah, no. no, it was terrible. Really, it was a terrible video on my part. Because um, because it wasn't shot well, or it wasn't it was... shot well. Okay, and it's like that's where I realized I was like, dang, that's not the one. I can't just edit my way to the top. And so, uh, yeah, and that's what leads to the second video. The second video actually had more practical effects than it was actual effects on okay. the computer so for instance like actually whipping the camera dropping the camera down and creating those transitions yeah and it's like we tried so many different ones like such as him jumping off a <laughs> off a parking garage and so when i whipped down it looked like he landed you know okay and stuff like that like i felt after that it shoot i was good. like man like maybe that's the way to go like focus on the shooting yeah and you know fast forward to last year when i realized that my music videos videos in general they finally hit was I started working with my homie Trey Marquise uh, okay he's come to be like a brother 
And I see him on social media all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's crazy talented. Um, the more time I spent with him, like it was weird because I realized like we were living like parallel lives. The way it's like just going. Yeah. So it's like he said like he started music videos before, but like he just could not feel the business side, so he stopped and. So when I felt like I needed to step it up, that's when he started, and that's when it stepped up. Hmm. I feel like being with someone that is somewhat in the same area as you is what actually causes growth. Mentorship and all that, like that is living through someone else's experience, but right. like when you're there with someone else, I feel like the collaborative experience is what makes it. You're both pulling on the rope to get a yep. movie forward. Mentorship, you start on a platform a little bit higher than mm -hmm. when you normally start because they give you all that knowledge, right? Right. You start a little bit higher, a little bit in a better spot, but mm -hmm. when you're working together with something, it's just like yep. you're bouncing ideas off each other. That's all it was. You, he's learning something, you're learning something, you're spending, it's like, yeah. Yep, and it's like the more we shot, of course, the more we work together, complement each other. Yeah. Um, to him, I'm like the most detailed person in the world, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't like, need that, though. I'm all sure. the way down to like how we pack up our gear. Like I don't like to just shove wires and bags. Everything is always rolled, strapped, and set back. Yeah. And I remember on set one day, our friend, uh, High Tech Cordo on Instagram, he commented, he was like, man, you're like factory reset. Like everything I get, it's like, it's like I just got it. He's like, it's factory reset. That's your name now. That's so hilarious. like now at every on. shoot, yeah. that's, that's what it's gone. Really? Like they know it's going to be packed up because like, that's you know. But hey, if it's not packed up right, things get messed up. Yep. Or shortages. you'll forget it, yep. you know, or forget one piece that the next time you go into your shoot, it's like, well, I needed that piece. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, like. <laughs> I left so many pieces with Trey, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. and vice versa. Like um, as of right now, I remember I, I, I texted him earlier. I was like, "Hey, do you still have my reflector?" <laughs> and so, long story short, he doesn't. But it wasn't his fault. And so I was like, "Bet I'll just buy another one. It's yeah. no problem." But it's like that's the type of relationship I have with him. That's cool. It's just like we want to make sure each other's straight above all else. Yeah. Um, everything, like all the work I do for him, like I don't even like try to attempt to say like, "Oh yeah, I want this much." Like I want this much, and it's like. If it's a, like a job like he actually needs done and like he needs me at full capacity, like, yeah, like, you know, we pay each other. Mm -hmm. But it's like since we work so much so close, it's like that's just recycling money. Give and take. Yeah. yeah. And so does is he do you do hats or is it he does he do hats? Someone does hats, I feel like. And I'm, uh, maybe not. No. Hat plug? No. Okay. The hat plug, that's Daniel Kylo. Shout that's out him, too. Okay. He's the one that made this hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so I follow him, too. I, I know if you guys, I, I feel like you guys all run in the same circles or not. Maybe not. Uh, no. It's, um, he's more like business oriented with his company. He okay. doesn't really do a lot of smaller stuff. But I asked him, you know, he. He said, like, we can, but... He's at, yeah, making hats for big yeah. orders and stuff. So it's like, when he said that, like, all I can do is respect the hustle and, like, understand. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they probably would have him crap, but I was like, ah, no. Yeah. I see you. I've been seeing you. Like, let's let's go. Like, great job, man. Yeah. And so... That's cool. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Kyle, he's not really in the circle. He's, okay. He's helped, I'm sure. You know, I, I think I met him when I met you at the event up in... At the Speedway. Oh, it's possible, yeah. I he does close work with um, High Endo. Yeah, at High Endo, yep. JJ, shout out to JJ. Yeah, for sure. I want to get him on. I was going to get him on the podcast, but this was right before COVID hit, and it just never worked out. Awesome. Yeah, I try again. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. things popping off there. Him and Tommy Satellite, I feel like they're the, the faces of it right now. Yeah. So They opened yeah. up their own, is it in Jones? Or no, They I, I don't know. It's in Jones. Uh, if you're talking, well, Cast Oblis. Oh, Cast Oblis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sunset Provisions. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't even talk about how much money I spent there. Oh. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> but yeah, like that's a it's a pretty nice place. I feel like I wouldn't say it's like amazing, like super crazy over the other ones, yeah, but I feel like just their customer service quality. and their quality of um well, it's, a, it's it's a buddy too. I always like that, like going with people you know. There's mm-hmm. something to that. Like we live in a world where we're we're buying from Walmart. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like there's no, you know, you said like you had to go and talk to Google to get back your hack stuff. Google doesn't care about you. No, you know, <laughs> you're a number in a database for them, and you know, compared to going to someone who actually has that stuff and right. you know them, it's, it's such a different thing. Like, yeah, getting back to local is is real. I feel like it's the better deal. Like, um, I wanted a wallet. I don't know if you've seen that. Like, a little bit ago, I was like, hey, who, who makes wallets here? Yeah. Uh, Cameron Gr- Gruntman, he was close, but he was like, man, I'm, I'm more into the big stuff, like airplanes and stuff. Yeah. But, by the way, check that out. He's amazing. At his Cameron's, job. yeah, Cameron's dope. Yes. And so... His um, brother Colin does some stuff. Yes, too. Colin, um, he's A1 uh, vehicle. Anything vehicle-wise, I feel like he'll kill it with V. Okay, yeah. Video. I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, Cameron does... Um, like upholstery. Upholstery. Leather. He did my hats, dude. I, I made hats. I get mixed. Sorry, they're both. Colin's been on my podcast. Cameron, I've known Cameron for a minute. Um, we used to do triathlons. Well, he still does triathlons. Crazy. I don't, but I've, I did a couple with him. But um, he made my hats for, uh, I had like a little upholstery on like a stocking cap. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a Christmas presents. Ooh, that's so, so but, dope. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, and, uh, so yeah. Wallets. Working with, uh, I tried to work with him, but he's like, "Yeah, that's not my, that's not my yeah. zone." I was like, "You know, what? I respect it though," and I was like, "You know what? Let's uh, let's do a video one day. You know, shoot, just uh, like have an olive ranch. Like that's what I'm all about. Like, yeah, a lot of people look at it as like, oh well, like if you just keep trying to work with people for free, like you're not gonna get money. It's like this is all networking. Hmm. It's like I'm never giving everyone like a full product. Like they always like what I give them. It's like a 30 second video yeah. of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done one for like a f- few different companies. For instance, uh, I would say like my number one client, her name's Hannah, and she owns basically uh, a whole beauty bar. Oh, wow. And it's in like three different buildings now. She just recently had a third grand opening. Oh, wow. And so uh, it's all in like Elkhart one location. That's an Elkhart. Yep. Okay. Right on Bristol Street. And okay. they, it's like all of the spots, like they're just nice. She makes sure like they're all presentable. Hmm. And so I've worked with her for like the past few years and like every time she has an event she calls me That's and awesome. so stuff like that is um, cause she knows your work and yeah. she has that relationship there's just something to that mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like just um, knowing what someone wants Yeah, that's what really uh, works well I wouldn't say it just like uh, it's easy though you know like it's still like you know I gotta make sure I get there and make sure everything's like what I shoot is presentable right cause like I don't want her to go down you know I want her to make sure she's up so that's yeah. type of stuff like um, yeah show her a good light and right. she was one of the first like she really didn't have to call me she just like messaged my wife she was like hey does your hubby do videos <laughs> <laughs> and so is that wife, a lot of your business come from word of mouth or yes. is it starting to also do social media or actually that's a quality of me like i don't advertise really okay. um actually i just upload stuff to facebook every now and then yeah and ig i've seen some yeah some stuff on your instagram and yeah but i think that's the quality of me is like i just don't advertise and i ain't boasting that it's just like that's what happens like when you just like really network with people to help them and not to help yourself. Yeah, but when someone sees that video, they're going to ask, who made that for you? And then they could say, mm-hmm. boom. Like, like I said, it doesn't have to be like full work and it doesn't even have to be uh, something that like they'll represent them for like real business. 
Um, for instance, like there's uh, some fellows over by my parents. They just had some really dope cars, and I just like walked up to their house one day. I was like, hey, let's shoot a video. Yeah. Concord Park. <laughs> they were like, yeah. So we went, and I just shot like a quick 30 second video. Oh, and cool. that one's on Is TikTok. That on Instagram? Oh, it's. That one's on TikTok. TikTok. Um, okay. About like 11,000 views. Um, and like the likes are getting up there, and like uh, just do, doing that actually, that's what's making my um, TikTok grow. Really? It's just doing Loves these little small like... little videos. Yeah. And um, I've done. That's gotta get your name out there too. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like the impromptu shoots are what get popular. Yeah. Um, it was one night I remember I was actually shooting a video for uh, Daryl Gray. It was like a little highlight film for him, and that went on my TikTok as well, which gained a lot of views. And on the way back, I stopped by Seven Eleven, get a body armor, and I was like, hey some dope cars in there and like <laughs> these guys were like trying to take pictures with their phones and stuff and i just like walked up i was like, hey i got like five minutes you guys want to shoot a video yeah and so they're they like, yeah let's do it and so i shot i don't even know you and you no. just uh, yeah no i didn't even walk up with my camera <laughs> i could have i could have pulled out a, a freaking nokia yeah you know and so yeah, like, these guys were like yeah let's do it and but you showed interest into what they were into yeah you know, that's like i don't i don't think anything should ever be like hey i do this Let's make me good. Yeah. Like, what, what does that sound yeah. like? You know? Yeah. And so that's all I ever care about is just like, how can I practice without just doing free work? Yeah. So I network. Yeah, that's cool. And you enjoy it. Yeah. That's, I, a, that's a probably a big key thing, too. Yeah, that's the biggest is my absolute favorite is highlight videos. A lot of people think of it as like, oh, it's just an event to recap. It's like, no, like, this is an experience. Yeah. And You're everyone I'm them through in a short amount of time, yeah. but they're getting that full experience. That's my favorite part about it. It's like everyone, I try to make it into an experience of you see what happened. Mm. Um, and that's what I feel like that's what got me popular with a lot of the uh, smaller businesses um, high endo guys, I've done plenty of work with them. Yep. They were part of the growth, you know, my first video with them. They accepted, but I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> was that at that racetrack? Um, no, it was the now? boat event before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the racetrack was another video. And so it's like, the racetrack video, it was cool. You know, it was dope ideas, but I feel like it was not shot well. Yeah. And it's like, that's just the learning experience. And um, Ooh, interesting. You are your biggest, biggest critic after all. Yeah. But to me like I kind of like if it's my opinion I take it to heart yeah you know but if it's like someone else's you know it's like all right bet I understand that and it's like it equals that's why it's like it's just better to just have people around you and not just like how we said earlier dwell yeah. on your own work by yourself yeah, yeah. like just get caught up in your own mind start spiraling exactly. yes like I don't try to um like get over on anyone uh all the time I actually try to uh work close with other designer uh other videographers yeah yeah. Like um, the collaborative partners. Yeah. I like that view. And so um, when I stopped doing graphics, I funneled everyone to Jay Damage. Mm. He's another graphic artist, and his work he does a lot of uh, cartoons, and it's okay. like people love him. And so That's dope. I like my style started like mimicking his a little bit, and so it's like dang, like let me chill out. <laughs> yeah. Because like it's just like inspirational motivation, and so yeah. it's and like he probably is super passionate about what he does, and yes. you pick up on that passion. Mm -hmm. And it's like I feel like that's what I really feed off is like really people's passions. Yeah. Um, what 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 goes into a good shoot? Because you you've mentioned that a couple times. Like you just the video was not shot well. Ooh. Oh no worries. <laughs> It's like gong, dude. It was like a, it was the bomb drop. It was like, so, so wait, what happened? <laughs> um, so the Shotwell situation, I didn't really understand what Shotwell wasn't until I had an hour conversation about one video 
with Trey. Oh, really? Um, he he entrusted me with his own equipment, all his stuff. Uh, he even had Colin come help me out. Now, um, Colin, like he he just does not do people, so he was like, hey, you know, let me help you, <laughs> but like other than that, like let me just get out of here. So I was yeah. like, you know, I don't even blame you, bro. And so during this video shoot, like I thought I was doing a thing. I thought things looked dope. And then it got to Trey. He was like, man, this is terrible. Really? And it's like, he, like he said that the client hated it. And I was like, I was just like looking at that. I was like, so what do they hate about it? And he was like the whole thing. And it's like, in my mind, I couldn't accept whole thing. I was looking for, I was yeah. like, wait, what's bad? Like, let me try to fix that. Yeah. He was like, no, you just have to shoot better. And he's like, and that's all it means. It doesn't mean that I'll never be good. It won't mean that everyone else is doing better than me and I need to play catch up. It just means that you're not there yet. Hmm. And so that's tough too with video. Cause I know like in graphic design, if the client doesn't like it, you can go back and tweak it. Yeah. Just a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to video, it's like you've shot it. Yeah. Like it's that's done. Yep. And yeah. so, um, I've done reshoots before and like, Sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Um, the worst one I ever had was it was a dope shoot and it was actually really good. It was all for free and then the SD card corrupted. Oh no! <laughs> like uh. I, it was my first time ever working with lights and everything and it looked good and then it corrupted. So it's like uh. I, I just kept pushing like that though because I was like yeah. the client she loved it. She was like this is crazy. Yeah. And so you know like I just kept pushing it like that and. I thought I had like a little bit understanding of video, but it turns out I didn't. Hmm. I might as well have still been shot with a phone or something. And it wasn't until I got with Trey is I started realizing like frame rate matters, shutter speed matters. I think on my old videos, I just, I just put it in 60 and was like, oh yeah, okay, 256. Or now it's like 50 frames per second. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. Hmm. You know, and um, I started realizing that I gotta really learn the camera. Like I feel like the self-taught it, it wasn't real self-taught. I feel like it was just, I seen it, let me try it. But I didn't try to learn it. And so once, like last year happened and I met with Trey, it's like that's when I started learning. He was like, yeah, he's like, white balance is a thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So just yeah. setting up the shot mm -hmm. before you even shoot, not just like the angle or whatever. It's really just knowing your camera and how to yep. make that look the best. All the way. On your, okay. And so... After learning white balance, and he was like, your aperture can mean a difference. He was like, don't try to get the smallest aperture so it has the blur in the background. He was like, just understand where you are and where you're standing. That's how you get the blur in the background. Hmm. He was like, where's your subject? Is there a, are they against the wall? He was like, you're not going to get the blur you think you're going to get. Hmm. And he was like, set them apart. He was like, put objects in the background that needs to be blurred. He, like, it's like he wasn't so just... setting up the shoot, thinking through all the yes. different pieces. He was like, think ahead. Instead of just shooting it yeah wow okay thinking ahead is like what i feel like he really bestowed onto me when it comes to video like i'm not talking like a storyboarding or uh outline like yeah. i was pretty cool at that it's just that i wasn't ready to go and set up a video hmm. like um for instance if i were to go set up a video like last year it would have been me and like two panel lights and they would have been shining right in the guy's face. Yeah. And I'm like, heck yeah, like this look good. Like he's lit up. It's good. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Like his face is washed out and like <laughs> he has so many hot spots on his clothing. But to me, I thought that was good. Yeah. Cause he's, he's lit up. Right. Right. <laughs> and so like that's when like Trey, he's amazing with lighting and coloring. And so that's what I learned from him most. Um, 
I'm colorblind, so it's like oh, really? it doesn't work well as I thought. But he showed me like little tips, and it's like I would kind of build on those tips. Yeah. So when like you think about this when you do that, and then mm-hmm. you can build from there. Right. Right. And so it's like uh, the biggest thing was just like always people's skin. So uh, if people don't know on a Sony, like if you just shoot it right out the camera and don't ever mess with it, your skin has like a little green tint to it. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, he showed me like how to make sure I get rid of that green tint. And like it wasn't necessarily like, oh yeah, so this is the color. Like, no, it's just like, hey, just make sure if it's over here, Mm -hmm. put it over there and that's it. Wow. Yeah, and so has that really increased the quality of your shoots a lot then? yeah i feel like i i go to shoots more confident now um there's been times where like i would just go to shoot and like my brain it's gone <laughs> yeah like um it would like it'd never be like paid stuff it'd be, like yeah like just just get into it but it's like those impromptu it. shoots i was talking about yeah it's like i would see a subject and i think it's dope but it's like as soon as i start shooting nothing yeah, yeah. no passion no mm-hmm. and so i started looking at it from his point of view and i was like okay and so I focused on the shooting aspect and just making sure, like, I know what I need when I get to the shoot. Uh, for instance, like, do I need to just have, like, a still shot? Like, do I have a tripod? Yeah. And it's like, for that still shot, do you necessarily need it to be in 60 FPS? No. It should be in 24. And therefore, I get more light. Like, small things like that. It just, oh, interesting. It just keeps adding up. Yeah, this is all brand new to me. Mm. You're like, <laughs> kind of speaking a language I kind of know, but it's also all like a language I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's like, whoa. This stuff has Layers so much terminality here. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that's wild. Where is this just all from experience? Or are you also like, is there resources out there that you're you're learning from? This, like, YouTube, um, YouTube sadly, Academy? it's still all experience. Really? Um, of course, like, I'll, I'll learn some stuff through YouTube. Everyone, yeah. you know, you can look up a video, but. Um, I don't necessarily like just stop and like, all right, tutorial. Thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but that has picked up for me. Like I, I stop and watch tutorials a lot more often now. Hmm. Um, and that's just like, that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, but, but experience is the biggest thing. Yes. Cause, cause then you can see what you did. You can try out a different way see what that was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, like with me, I was just blessed to like start it earlier in my life. Like most people don't even get a computer until like they're 22 only because it's just like, that's what they're around. Right. And like, from my case, like I didn't get a computer until I was 18. Oh, wow. And so, um, like that's when I started learning Photoshop and Illustrator through school and just getting comfortable in the software in general is what helped me get to Premiere Pro and After Effects and stuff like that. To the next level. So Those are it's, pretty nice software from what I've heard. Oh, yes. They are definitely dope when they are working well. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the company, they get hiccups, and so people, they give it a bad rep. But yeah. I feel like if you just roll with the punches, things will go back to normal. Yeah. Um, they'll do an update, right, and it won't work out, but then they'll, come, they'll probably roll it back or yeah. change it or whatnot. Like a lot of people say like DaVinci. That's like uh, DaVinci Resolve is like from Black Magic, and apparently it's like the best one compared to. Premiere. This is for video editing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and most people know it for color grading, actually. Okay. Because it's like an entire process. Like on Premiere, like you know, you got sliders, you got some circles or whatever. On mm-hmm. there, they're like, yeah, so there's this node, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is on there. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I'm already lost in the in the entire tutorial, but. Uh, I, I couldn't even think of a reason to switch, so I just stayed. Yeah, Premier. if you're making good stuff from there, right? That's crazy. So, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and so like that's how I kind of just amplified on that, and I started learning the other things, like After Effects. Like After Effects is a different beast in its own. Um, 
I wouldn't recommend anyone just start there. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people do. And because they think it's going to make their their video flashy. Yep. Right. And it's like they see all the stuff that people done in After Effects. Yeah. And so it's like, honestly, shout out to the guys that can. Because yeah. I can't create an entire video in After Effects. I'll create a composition. Right. But these guys will do a video from start to finish in After Effects. That's wild. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, like getting into all that is like it, it's what I like like you know I always like to learn and stuff you know I'll sit there and try to like throw some tips at Trey he's like look that ain't even my lane bro yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm the guy with the lights remember and so um, I always like you know we, we always like throw stuff at each other just so like we make sure we're paying attention yeah um, like that, that's, that's nice because you guys work together then like that sounds like you work well together right. you know because you're kind of in this world he's on that world but also you can speak each other's language and you can say, hey, this is some spots that you need to tighten up. And you can say that to exactly. him, too, exactly. you know, because you're both in that. You're trying to make a good product. Mm -hmm. you know? And so far, um, Trey, I've actually shot three different bigger projects with him, um, all, of under, all of them under his name. OK. Uh, I was assistant director. And for one, the most recent one we have is, uh, and of course, I forget it. That's the ADHD. <laughs> but um, I'll just say it like this. It's the dopest thing we've shot so far. Okay. You know, once I figure out the name, like, you're going you're gonna to have to look it up. But yeah. we shot episode one, and they went back and reshot. And it's like, on top of what we already shot, they went and made even crazier stuff. Oh, really? And so is this like a series, or is it like a music video? This is actually like a series. It's like oh, a short right. film. And... And like that's what he's getting into. He's really oh, diving that's into that cool. stuff. And so like he's getting me in there. Like he yeah. wants me to always be along with him. Yeah. And so like oh that's so cool. You're in a good position because the internet's opening everything up. Yes. Like the old ways of making movie, making comedies, shooting music videos, pu pushing that stuff. It start is it was locked up in you mm -hmm. know an ivory tower. You had to go through certain institutions or gateways to get exactly. there. Exactly. Now it's completely open. You just do you what know? you want. Yeah. And then there's so many platforms now. Like a lot of people look at you know YouTube, but it's like if you want your stuff to be seen by other creatives, like a lot of people say, just get on Vimeo. Yeah. You're gonna see some stuff. There's some nice stuff on Vimeo. Yes. It is. Yeah. And um, another thing, like I would say about us is. Um, I feel like just with life in general, like he doesn't just come to me and like just vent. Like he'll ask me like about a subject and we'll talk about a subject. Oh, that's nice. You know, he doesn't want to put names into it. And like, neither do I. Like I, at most times, I'll, it's always general. Yeah. And so like stuff like that, I feel like we keep a lot of our. Um, Thinking around the whole thing. Exactly. I feel like that's where like a lot of our problem solving skills come from is just from us personally talking hmm. in a certain way. And so that's how we always worked it. I feel like. um we haven't really did anything that was weird. Like, for instance, um, if he shot something, like, he asked me to edit, like, we didn't just, like, disconnect. And, like, he's like, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. You know, like, it's always been, like, hey, this is how I want it. And then, like, either he'll come over or, like, he'll just, like, give me freedom. And he's like, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good for me. And so um, that's how we kind of work together. I'm, I'm more like the editor. He's the shooter. That's cool. Uh, but um, no worries. <laughs> this table's hands in pockets. <laughs> <laughs> this table is not the best podcasting table. Um, what's what's so? I know he. You said he um, he wasn't really focused on the business side. Is that something that you feel like you've kind of nailed down a little bit? Um, the side of, of I at least music videos. I would say nailed down. You got a grasp on it. Maybe? Um, almost definitely. Um, I know how to talk now. 
okay. I would say. Um, I, I can't talk regularly, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but when it comes to focusing on like what a client needs, yeah. I talk perfectly. Okay. And so uh, most of the time, that's just what it is. Is um, Communication. Yeah, that's, that's Understanding the, what they want, understanding what you can fulfill, mm-hmm. and then how much that's going to cost. Right, and not making any promises that you can't fulfill. Gotcha. That's the biggest part. You've probably been burned by that a couple of times. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, honestly, like, I've been burned by the artists because they talk to big game. Mm. There's been times where, like, yeah, I can get this many people over here. We can do this. We can do that. And on the day of, it's just them. Oh, really? And it's like, I ain't going to sit there and be like, oh, wow, you did terrible. But it's like, you know, just be honest with me. And that way we can get the best product out for you. Yeah. Because if you're going into thinking you're going to do a group shot and it's just... That one guy. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look as good. Right. <laughs> and so, like, that is, like, something I always said, like, to every person I ever said, like, oh, you have to do a group shot. I'd just be like, hey, it is no offense to you, you know, and this is nothing derogatory, but I just want you to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Do you really have the people? Yeah. Are these people about to drop what they have for you? And come to do this. Like, we can we can name drop, like, a couple people. Like, there's uh, the guy Benzo. Okay. He's doing a lot of stuff for South Ben. And so... If he wanted a music video for me and he said, yeah, these people be here, they're going to be there. Yeah. You know? Cool. But if it's like Joe Schmo, yeah. he's not, nah, nah, he's like, yeah, I just got into it and stuff. Like, he's like, yeah, I can get some people. And it's just like, maybe his brother, yeah. and like his mom shows up. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? not a great music video. And it's like, but no. And it's like, sometimes it works, sometimes it just doesn't. So that's why I always just say, like, if we just be honest with ourselves, that's when we'll see what we want and not what we think we want. Yeah. Yeah, there's no. It's it's best to be honest. Yep. Yeah. And how, so, how long does it take to do a shoot? Um, Let's, honestly, it all depends on um, really what the client wants. Okay. Uh, and that you need to flesh out probably before you decide to go forward, for sure. because you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing like a four hour shoot to a two day shoot, those costs different. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, haven't done, haven't had to do a two day shoot yeah. yet. Everything we do, I usually get to the point. Um, okay. Recent video I just did with Q, actually. Okay. It's called Circles. We did that in about two hours. Oh, okay. It doesn't take long to shoot a music video if you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's usually how I try to uh, brace it. Like with the budgets, I just have four different budgets. And okay. then after a certain budget, I'm like, that's when we're just in free form. And of course, you know how much that will cost. Yeah. You know, they know it's over 12. Wow. Okay. And so everyone like they see it and like they understand i work with budgets I always say like hey you know there's never something like you can't give yeah just I'm not tell me take. yeah you know? but then if they're in the smaller budget bracket their video is going to be probably within this range right like you're not going to be doing these effects or whatnot or is it just more of like you know what to plan for if they're in that budget side of things so um the short answer to that is no okay um to really specific on the part where you said like they don't get this much so i always give my clients like every like i wouldn't sell everything i'm not gonna like bring out the drone i'm not gonna bring all these like but it's like if you want a music video and like all you have is 200 i'm gonna say like you know what can we do what can we do to get you up to the minimum and so if ultimately like it's like some like trading or whatever like it happens and so like every time no matter what their budget is they're getting a video Oh, very cool. That is something um, I kind of pride myself in. Of course, like, I don't just overdo it. Like, let's not shoot for eight hours if you only got $200, you know. But um, I just kind of respect people's budgets. I don't really like to turn people away only because, like, that person's here now. Yeah. You know, why why burn a bridge if you don't even know the guy? Yeah. Yeah. And he obviously, I mean, since you're not advertising, he found you because he saw the work you already did, Mm -hmm. possibly. What, um... 
do you listen to their music before you even shoot? Like, do they send you send the, so just walk me through like, okay, like with circles, right? Okay. So he, how did that go down? He said he wants to shoot a music video. Yep. He, um, he was like, Hey, it's time for another one. Um, let's meet up and let's talk about it. So we met up at the coffee shop like usual and we talked a little Electric bit. Electric brew. Yep. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, we talked for a little bit and after that, it's like, I was like, all right, bet I'm just going to listen to your song. Okay. And so I dang near listened to their music to the point where I can rap it back to them. Nice. Okay. Um, or I just get so sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, like for instance, right now I'm doing a, doing a small music video for a guy named, um, his last name is Mazar, Hunter Mazar. Okay. And his, I think his, um, surname is like, I think it is Mazar. Like, I think that's their name. But it always looks cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what they always talked about is like, you know, he was like, yeah, I, w- I want to try getting a video and stuff like that. And so like I told him, I was like, yeah, like, you got a budget. Just let me know. And so when he finally pulled a budget, like that was the first time we worked. And so the first time we worked, he felt like it was such a great time. He was like, I want to try again. I want to try it differently. And so he hit me up recently. And so we're actually supposed to shoot tomorrow. Oh, really? Tomorrow night. Oh, very cool. Um, and so on the way here. I'll listen to his song. It's a thirty-minute ride, so that however many times that song played. And, and when you're listening, are you thinking shots? Yep. Like, okay, in this section, I would like to do something, or I want to communicate this to him. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this shot? What do you think about that shot? Yep. And it's like um, from the first shoot, he was very receptive. Uh, now he's like super receptive. Even um, like our biggest situation right now, we're trying to find a rooftop in oh, okay. short term. Uh, you know, in a short amount of time. But what type of rooftop? Just something that is a little bit higher than the average house. Okay. And that at least looks into something. And so, like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, a parking garage. I was like, that is the most cliche place yeah. right now. <laughs> that was actually where his first music video was. So like, when he was like, maybe a parking garage, I was like, we can't, we can't double up. <laughs> and, all so, his, and then all of his music videos from here on out have to be parking, <clears> parking garage. Yeah, that, exactly. That's how you know it's him. But, um, it's called branding. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guy was, he's always been, you know, he doesn't like try to act like he knows more he doesn't try to act like he uh he's too good for something like he's he's just ready to learn and so like that's why i liked about him like you know when he was like ready to work i didn't even hesitate i was like yeah let's do it that's cool he knew it was cool all right so another question this goes back to budgets let's say someone wants that high-end budget so you said okay you know the smaller budget if they don't have enough money you can work with them and they still get your all what is the difference between that and then the high end so the high end is when i start to actually think of more ways to shoot a video like um okay. i think the easiest way i could think of that is like what music video can i recreate at that point okay like pay homage to somewhere yeah and so at, like when i started thinking of that level like that's when i started realizing like those shoots weren't with one person and mm-hmm. so like when i think of these budgets i'm thinking of all right so you want this higher budget video so you're gonna have to get higher budget artists well uh, specialists so for instance right at the gate trey he's gonna be there um i have my friend daniel he's always dope on bts everything he shoots is beautiful and then colin he's crazy when it comes to the camera so it's like camera work would be on point uh we have Cortland. he's up in the north but it's like he'll come down He'll come shoot if the price is right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, just like these these names keep coming down, like Tyrus, like b and like these are the names that come to my head, like when the guy's like, yeah, I, I need a big budget. Okay. Like, I don't I don't need something that's just shot in a day. Yeah. And so like usually when I think of that, I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what you want to do. And then I, uh, from there I hire and let everyone know and I punt them on like a tentative schedule and then we 
I communicate. Okay. Um, the last time I had to do that, it was for um, it was for a girl named Kenna, the queen. Okay. Yeah, I think I watched the video. Oh, weird. Thanks. Um, that, but you post on your IG, I feel like, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, She's all pink. Yeah. Yeah. That. And so that was. That was good. That was actually a free shoot, but that was. Is that the one where your SD corrupted? No. No. This okay. wasn't it. That um, had some lights. Yeah. <laughs> and so like this one, it's like. I I called everyone out. I tried to see like if they were down to come and just help. Yeah. And so it's like I didn't call everybody. I called Trey. I called Dan, and even like Trey brought someone else. Hmm. And we shot it all at Green Queen Studio. Okay. When she was there, and where's Green Queen? Green, Green Queen, Queen Studio is in Elkhart. Okay. It's owned by a lady named Danielle. Okay. And she went crazy on that place. Oh, that's cool. It's a so selfie like a, studio. A space to do whatever kind of set you want. Yep. That's I wouldn't say set you want. She does. She did. Um, the reason why I said did is because like she migrated to a different place. Okay. But um, she did like every theme you could think of. She had like a Valentine's theme. She had like some type oh, of jungle theme. And this is all in what seemed like a house. Oh, wow. Like, it wasn't, like, any warehouse. It, was like a warehouse it wasn't it. nothing. Like, it was all in a house. What? And it made it even can crazy. Can you rent out each room, or you could rent out each room, or um, you just rent out that place? Or? Yeah, I think she was doing it by time. Normally, okay. like, people just come in and just, like, take selfies. She had, like, ring lights. She had the whole thing. No for way. And so That's I was like, so you know crazy. what? Let, let me try to shoot a video on there. Let's yeah. see what happens. And it's like, that was probably the most fun I've had on the set in a while. And, like, everyone, they, they just threw ideas at a point. Like, I had all my shots planned, but, like, at a, I think halfway through, like, we were just doing everything. Hmm. Um, you know, like, I would put out my ideas, and, like, everybody would throw their opinion on. I'm like, bet. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so it's, like, it helped the video, though. And yeah. so, like, it wasn't just from uh, just the people that actually did videos from Danielle herself. It was from our stuff. Uh, what she wanted, her, her direction, and then Trey, what he was thinking on different shots and stuff. Oh, and it's like that's how the entire set works mm. when I have a shoot. You know, I don't I don't ever be like you don't know what you're talking about. You're getting the meeting of minds. You're getting all this experience mm. right there and then. And so like that's why I always say okay. like passion is what I feed off of. And so like right then and there like flourished out. That's awesome. And the video it came out super fun. Yeah. I feel like everybody actually enjoyed the shoot itself. No one felt like all oh, this taking too long. Yeah. Um, how long did that one take you to do? I'm gonna say maybe two to three hours. Okay. Yep. So it was uh, like I said, everything was kind of already set up. We just had to come through with the lights. Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. And so like um, that music video, I feel like that was the one that made me realize like, yeah, this is the better way to go about it. Like mm -hmm. shooting solo is definitely fun and it goes by quicker. But I feel like when you need some quality, you you gonna need a second person, third, fourth. Like I don't I don't think any. Like amazing music video was just one mind. Yeah, you know. I was gonna ask. Like, sounds like you guys were communicating and bouncing ideas off each other during that shoot. I was gonna see if you ever, at times, would meet beforehand and like do a brainstorming session with if if they're in the higher budget, right? Mm, if it's in the higher budget, um, I actually have multiple meetings. Okay. Um, just so that way, because normally when it's a higher budget, it gets to the point where we need to rent things. Yeah. We need to uh, make sure like they have a certain, I guess, like hairstyle and things like during that time. So, yeah. You know, and those like budgets, like sometimes you just need a little more hand. So like it can be a makeup artist. Yeah. The guy can hit the barber while he's there. Wow. <laughs> that happened. Um, really? It was a shoot for Shimmy. <laughs> he got a haircut. During his time, <laughs> really? so um, 
like the shoot wasn't about a haircut at all. It wasn't yeah. even about getting ready for a party. But he was just like, oh, yeah, I got to get a haircut. Is that fine? I was like, it's your time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they, I went ahead and let it happen. Um, <laughs> Did you film it while it was happening? No, no. Uh, I, I was setting up downstairs. Okay. Um, but it's like that's like type stuff like that happens. like, And it makes you realize, like, oh, wow, you never know. Like, the guy could have gotten a haircut before, but it could have been from a crappy barber. Yeah. It could have been from his dad or his brother or whoever. Right, or he just did himself in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, like, actually the feature, well, actually, Shimmy was the feature. The guy's song was called Darian. Okay. And he was the barber. <laughs> no way. So, yeah, he was cutting his hair, and, like, he, <laughs> he did a great job, too. So I was like, man, this guy sings, and he cuts hair. Well, all right. That's cool. You know, shout out Chris. Like, that's, that's him, too. And yeah. so... Uh, that's when I realized I was like, yeah, that's like all the stuff like you'll probably have to think about on set. So it's like, yeah. I you know I've networked with like makeup artists because like you never know who, who needs and what? all that. And it's like I'm all about making sure somebody's getting some money. Yeah. Um, it's to the point where it's like some of my friends, it's like they dang near refuse money. Only it's not even from the recycle thing. It's like it's like hey, appreciate it. Here's a hundred. Yeah. He's like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. Like that's just like the type of support I kind of put around myself. Um, so to kind of like bounce off that uh, that question is like the step by step with the business. So this is actually where it gets kind of fun for me is the client. I always want them to give me all their ideas. Mm. I just say out the gate, like, give me everything you can think of right now. And um, usually from there, like I try to at least piece what they want in there, because mm. even though it's like, you know, my creative vision, it's their thoughts. And it's like that way, like they they are a part of the video, too. Like, did they direct her and all that? No, but it's like those ideas were powerful yeah. enough to, you know, it's your idea. It's your shoot. Yeah. Um, and so, like, with that being said, with their idea, I had to step away from artists as well. Um, mm. It wasn't the fact that, like, like, oh, man, your music's bad. It's like, man, it was dangerous. <laughs> oh, really? You know, like, the shoots were the guys, like, everyone got a gun and yeah. they're all pointed they're at you and crap. We've seen the memes. Um, those that I've step seen away those from. shoots, dude. Those, those, I would not want to be the cameraman. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing ever. Um, I'd be like, can you make sure? I want to make sure you're like, well, guys all have it like, unclipped. You know what I mean? Like, I just. Yep. And it's like, at this point, it's like, I don't even want to have to have that conversation. Yeah. It's like, you know, if if you want to have guns and stuff, like props, whatever, bet, yeah. we cool. But it's like, if you just want to jump in front of my camera and like wave the gun, I was like, we can do that. Right. Make sure them boys empty and you don't want them empty. So right. we can't work. And it's like, yeah. it's not me saying like, you know, you're a terrible person. It's like, that's, that's just not where we're at. At that point, it's a liability. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially like, I would not want to get shot. That's tough. But those, I will say some of those music videos are pretty hard. Yeah. They hard <laughs> as crap, bro. And so like, that's why I said like, I'm down to make one. Yeah. And it's like, those are my, um, but you have amateurs and if you have a group like I've seen where you know you got 30 people and they're all waving guns it's like man there there is you timesing it by 30 that a bullet's gonna go off mm -hmm. and you're the one right there just like <laughs> and it's like everyone will say oh it never happened it never happened oh, it's like, it happens. like I said in the beginning stuff can happen yeah anything can happen it so, happens <laughs> uh, like now like I just I asked people I was like hey like if you're gonna have like girls twerking and all that I was like let me know in what context yeah. Yeah, if it's just like random strippers, that's not my type of video. Gotcha. And it's like, I I prefer to be honest like that because then people don't look at it as like, oh, you're just being snobby. Like, they're yeah. like, okay, so like you really are trying to be a clean you photographer. You have a couple different rules that you do. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's just, you know, that's well, the open when you game. get into 
yeah rap music videos it kind of opens the door to a lot of different things mm -hmm. you know I mean, it could be any of that you know you could have strippers and country music and guns and country music too I guess you know? that's already out man <laughs> yeah. and so with that being it's said to have those parameters though yeah like I feel like setting boundaries with your client is mm -hmm. what uh, good boundaries make good neighbors exactly yeah yeah and so um, like I said like with those I just did not want them to be just out of context yeah. stuff um like whenever it does happen, like I have videographers for you, you know, like I'm never yeah. going to just say like, oh, you have just... friends who could exactly you always drop the names. Yeah. And so like even depends on like where they are. Like I've had guys from Michigan and all that. And it's like, I don't really go in deep Michigan, mm. but I have a friend that does. And so it's like, there's been times where it's like, hey, this guy, uh, he can help you out. And it's like, I just name drop him. And it's like, boom, he's up there. Wow. You know, and like, that's, that's the type of cool. stuff you'd like to have. It's just like dependable people. Yeah. That's a network too. Funny no, thing is, work. never met him a day in my life. Really? The guy that's up in Michigan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> never met him a day in my life. I <laughs> never even shook his hand. But it's just through his sheer, like, he he works hard. Like, every time you see him, he's doing BTS for himself. Like, he's a go-getter, like, above all. And so, like, with him, like, I was like, yeah, go to Zelly. Go to yeah. YZ. He's yeah. dope. That's cool. Now I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Cool. Um, now that I've expanded a little bit and like I understand video, like now like I'm willing to drive out there. Mm -hmm. um, ironically, two weekends ago I drove three hours for a two-hour wedding. Oh wow! So that yeah, type I was of ask stuff. If you do weddings? Sounds like yep. you do. Yeah. Um, I get contracted out through a couple of people. Um, okay, so you'll come and shoot for their company. Yep, and each time like I'm, I make sure I'm representing well. Yeah, you know I make sure I introduce myself, give good greetings and stuff like that. Yep, and from there. Workhorse time. Mm -hmm. um, that's like that's hard work, dude. Shooting it a is. wedding, it's, that's hours, and it's on you the weekend. That really stinks. It's um, you're on your feet all the time. It's crazy. You're not sitting down, hanging out. You're you're filming everything. Mm -hmm. And this weekend, I have a wedding in Tell City, six hours from here. Where's that at? Um, Indiana. Yep, about two hours from Indianapolis and south of Indy. I'm guessing. Yep, and I can only imagine like an hour from Louisville. Okay, so it's pretty oh, close okay. town. And so uh, I was oh, contracted cool. to go oh. all the way down there. And so that's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, my wife likes it because like, if it's on a weekend, she can go too. So oh, that's cool. Uh, she normally like chills in a hotel or whatever. But she doesn't mind. She just likes the road trip. Yeah. And so get out of Elkhart a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just... no problem. Yeah. And then I'll, we'll have to have to pass through Indianapolis. So since we're leaving on a Friday, I was like, okay, cool. We can go do some stuff. Yeah. We don't got to just go to Tell City because yeah. Tell City is not a big place. No. <laughs> uh, I think every restaurant down there is locally owned. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, uh, I just kind of looked at it like that. I was like, you know, what, let's just stop in Indy. Oh, have cool. fun with this. It doesn't have to be all business. And um, so that'll be the wedding. It'll be an eight-hour wedding. Yeah. I'm there Ooh. from 11. And so most of those weddings, like, it's already kind of the itinerary, I'll just say, is your outline. You just know where you need to be. Yeah. And then, like, the director of those weddings are the photographers. Like, anything they're doing, go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Follow them, watch what yes. they're doing. And it's like, do you edit the video for the wedding stuff, or do you just submit that footage to? I just submit it. That's nice. And it's like, to a point, I can eventually start editing for them. Um, but, I, you know, I wouldn't want to just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, this is my money now. Like, yeah. I wouldn't just be like, yeah, like, I, let me get your clients at that point. Yeah. yeah. No, like, you know, because, um, like I said, like, everyone has, like, their own styles and stuff. So, for instance, I, I do contract work for DG Visionaries. Okay. And... Like everything he does, like he has his own style. Yeah, and it's like everybody so you knows. You give that to him, so he can put his style exactly. Yeah. And so then what he, I, he he can't be there shooting four different ways. He needs to subcontract out. Yep, but that's what makes those those 
He's also got into the DJ industry, and I no, that makes sense. I think he's the number one DJ in Indiana. Really? He's probably I'll have to fact check that. Like DJ for the weddings? Yes. Yeah. Like that makes sense. This man is animate. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. You know, at the start of my po- at this podcast, I was talking about how I have three different podcasts that I do. Mm-hmm. So the one that I did with my buddy Lincoln, we did an episode that kind of blew up a little bit and by blow up, it got more than three views. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, those three views count. Man. Hey, they count, man. And, uh, it was, it was talking about, I did, we did two episodes. One was the worst bride, bridesmaid speech ever. <laughs> And the best bridesmaid speech ever I've ever seen. So it was like back to back. I went to two different weddings and saw two different bridesmaids give two different speeches. And I saw one that was like phenomenal. I've never seen one that that good. And I saw one that just was like a burning plane crash. Sheesh. So I don't know. Have you had those experiences? Like, um, were you, like cause I, I feel like if you're a DJ or if you're a photographer or you've been around, you just see some of the most cringe stuff, like our I best have, man speech or uh, I have. And I mean, I'll just say this. I, it, it wasn't even something. That, it was a wedding I was invited to. Okay. I'll, I won't even get into detail. Just that way folks aren't even getting we'll, ideas. We'll be general. We'll be, we'll be general. I'll just say this. It was Trey's wedding. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so this crap, it from start to finish, I was confused. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't until someone told me at the reception. I was like, they did what? And so it, I'll just say it's like. It's one of those. It's just one of those where it's like you. You kind of doubt it after a while. You're like, that's kind of messed up. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. So, like, just know, like, things have, they, things can get crazy. Things get weird. Pretty bad. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, like, I'll, I'll say, like, that. it's just as bad as incest. Oh, it's no crazy way. as incest, man. Oh, no way. Yeah. Now, it might as well have been. That's it's like, weird. Like the that. story after it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know, Prime. Um, and so it's like, we'll do it for the Patreon. Then. Right. <laughs> um, and so, like, the best one I've heard, it was actually like the most funniest. And it was actually from uh, Mommy Drake. <laughs> it was like two seconds long, and it was for his sister. Oh, really? <laughs> he was like, I was told to keep things short, so that's it. <laughs> and that was it. You know, and it's like, it's like in reality, it's like you kind of looked at it like, wait, like that's all it needs. Mm-hmm. Like everyone here knows them, so it's like, what, what is he going to say that they don't know? Right. And so like that's what kind of wedding it was. It was like a close family wedding. Yeah. That's nice. And so, like, that's what I was like, wow, like, you don't really get that. And, like, people just automatically understand. Yeah. Because, like, people were, like, saying, oh, and, like, oh. clapping still and, like, laughing. I'm like, that's a lot of emotions. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he just from two seconds. Did really good. Heck, yeah. I was like, man, Drake, go ahead. Go run for president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, between those two, I feel like nothing can get too wild to the point where, like, it makes me uncomfortable. I feel like if something happens where like some physical interaction happens and it's yeah. like it's just a little uncomfortable like I'll probably like mention that to the guy that contracted me that way we don't have that happen again yeah um, has that happened probably not no um, you get, I mean people get drunk that's the one thing about weddings people get pretty lit yeah so you yeah. Just, sometimes you, you know yeah. you get hit on and it's like that's yeah I knew a guy who was a wedding singer he's just like I couldn't do it anymore because my wife was just just the stuff that you would deal with it's like I, you put yourself in positions not that he was trying to but it was just like you're the wedding. You're the person of attention at that point. Right. Uh, it's like, yeah, I could see how that would be difficult. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, like with those, I was like, okay, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so through that, like with 
weddings I've worked, um, I think most of the time I really just get the ceremony in the beginning of the reception. Yeah. Uh, the few times where I've actually had to stay for the reception, it, you know, I don't think it was really out of the ordinary. Yeah. Uh, weirdest one I've done was a Siberian one, only because I just could not realize where the heck they kissed. <laughs> <laughs> they did so many ceremonies within this like two hour block. Really? It felt like it was so long, but after we were done, like it wasn't even the full two hours. It's just that like I was waiting for the kiss so that way I can get in position and just like the entire time they're like they go do one prayer, they come back. No way. You know, they talk, go do another thing, come back, talk. What? And so it's like the whole time it's like, man, you guys you guys are really religious. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I understand, you know, religion is a lifestyle, but it's yeah. like I never seen them the have so many to that steps. level. Yeah. Yes, that's. I've been to a couple of weddings. Like I've been to a Catholic wedding that was like a traditional Catholic, and like most of the weddings, I don't know if this is. I think this is how most people you go to the wedding. There's sometimes a, a reception. Sometimes it's way too long, or like the the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a 15 minute ceremony. Yeah, at tops. You know, but there's like a, it's like a 45 minute and someone wants to do a sermon in the middle of it. You're like, this sucks. But, but it's like, those are the times where like, I'll be honest, the longer ones actually give you a little bit breathing room. Really? Only because like everyone's not sprinting down the aisle of stuff like that. Yeah. So the longer ones, I think they actually give you the pacing that you need. Okay. So that way, like you can capture faces. And even if they are on stage, you can get better angles oh interesting instead of like okay. let's say like if it was a 15 minute one yeah. it's five minutes for them to read their vows uh, even less than that yeah so it's like i'm probably gonna want to get the guy's face and i gotta run all, all the way around run. horseshoe style yeah get the girl's face i never thought about that yeah and yeah. it's like that's what i pride myself in is like i'm a hustle yeah like i'm gonna be sweating after your wedding but i don't stink <laughs> just know you know i got your footage for you <laughs> yeah. yeah you smell good dude that's good <laughs> and so um after that, I was like, okay, yeah, I think this can be a thing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do weddings like through my own self, yeah. but I feel like just helping out these videographers. Well, that's nice because you don't take the whole blunt brunt of it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, even then, like I'd have to hire. Yeah. And from there, we got to schedule. And like everyone's schedule is wild. Yeah. I think uh, my homie Trace tried to schedule me like four times now. Oh, really? <laughs> and each time I was either at a wedding, either I had my own shoot. And it's like, that's the blessing. It's like, we've come to that point. Yeah. Where are you yeah. so busy? Yeah, yeah. There's no downtime, which is probably a nice thing. Yeah. I mean, there's downtime, but it's not like months of it. No, no. yeah. Um, and like I said, like no advertising, yeah. so uh, it's word of mouth. And so every month, I have at least like three to four videos to do, yeah, minimum. And so if it's not, I'm about to mix them. What's the editing pro- process like for you? My you said you built your own computer. Yes. So I'm guessing that powers a lot of it. But yep. um, that one, I got like a Ryzen seven five eighty X. Nice. With a 3080. I'm an AMD type guy, but that's okay. AMD. AMD yeah. AMD's right. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm an Intel type of guy. Intel. <laughs> like, I don't blame you. You know, like those are some like for actual Photoshop and like all that. It runs them so perfectly. Like, it's amazing. I think my stuff's AMD. My little brother's way into that stuff, so I've helped him all the couple stuff. But I'm not. Yeah, but keep going. No, from proximity. <clears throat> and so, um, like with this PC, like I, it took so long to build it. Cause yeah. like everything costs so much. So like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm I'm not even gonna act like the GPU wasn't over a thousand dollars. No, I like bet. that's how hard it is to like want to build a computer. Wow. At this point, yeah. But you know, I saved the money. I got it done. Um, <laughs> ironically, the guy that I bought it from, I didn't get. I got the 3070 Ti from him. Okay. And then he hit me up the next day. He's like, "Hey, you you wanted a 3080?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I have one now." I was like, "Oh, cool. Can I just bring this?" He's like, "No, you got to pay for it." Oh. Uh. <laughs> 
So, yeah. so you got it, and then he's he fl- that. Yeah, unfortunate. And it's like right there, I was like, you know what? I can't even get mad at it because yeah. right now these things I mine know. Bitcoin. Really? Like, yeah. He's not just giving me like, oh yeah, here's a laptop, man. Yeah. No, he's giving me like an actual tool that has made people millions. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how I looked at it, and I realized like this is something that's going to help me in the long run, even if I don't want Bitcoin. It's a high power GPU. So yep. if I want to get in 3D rendering, like you know, I tap into it, but it's like I don't know it yet. It's yeah. like I can now. But you have access to it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the next step. Wow, that's wild. I'm I'm big into gaming. Like I'm oh a- yeah, this one um, I have. Tested a lot of games on it. It runs uh, Warzone at 120. Oh wow! Uh, 1440. But that's really? just because like that's what my monitor. Because you can handle that. And yeah, monitor. Yeah, good refresh rate. Yeah, can handle that. So with uh, higher processing, can you um, edit your? Can you like upload or process your videos a lot faster? Yep. With all that power. So like with that reading and writing power, like now like I can edit other people's videos efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, before like I felt. I felt like I uh, invested into my internet just for this situation. I was like, I can edit for people. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, even though I can download stuff fast, I can't unzip. I can't move. Mm-hmm. I can't do any of that fast. It was like 30 Still. megabytes a second. Oh, that's you know? tough. Like, how often do you say the word megabyte? Yeah. That's no. how crazy it is. And yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> We're living the gigabyte world. Man. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, <laughs> yeah. like Hundreds of megabytes. Hundreds. Of, that's. That's why I have a terabyte. Yeah. Terabyte internet, and that doesn't even get to a terabyte. Really? So you have fiber? Uh, yeah. You lucky dope. dog. Man, I am trying to get fiber so hard. I have like, it's like 120 megabytes. Yep. It's rough. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, terabyte per, that's crazy. And so like with this, it, well, my bad. Not, let, let me not say terabyte. It's gigabit. Oh, gigabyte. The okay. terabit is what I want. Oh, so let me not let me not. That lie. would be another level there too. So yes, terabit is what I want. But right now, the gigabit is what's been helping. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trey and I we have a mutual friend down uh, in Atlanta. His name is Jimmy Ball, and of course, like he ran the game while he was up there. All music videos from him, like people freaking. Long story short, the man was the man, and so yeah. he moved down to Atlanta. And so like now, every now and then, he'll send me like videos to edit. And so oh, nice. at first, like man, I was like, man, this is weird, like. He would give it to me like a Google Drive file, and it turns out Google Drive doesn't download all the files at once. It zips them up in a bunch of different ones. Mm-hmm. You have to unzip each one. And one time, I think it was over 700 clips. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so, like, like, it wasn't his fault. Like, you know, I was like, just dang, that's a lot. He was like, yeah, you know how event clients are. And I was like, dang, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're at an event, it's like, it's not just set up the camera, pan a couple times. Like, you have to go get experiences. Yeah. And it's like, it's fun. It's fun as crap, and it's awesome to edit. But it's like when he dropped that 700 piece on me, I was like, gosh, man, <laughs> here we are. So did you have to watch every single clip and then figure out? No. Um, I think. Did he have to categorize like this this section, this section? No, not that way either. Um, the way I go through my video process, the first thing is, of course, unzip, organize in your actual file explorer. Mm-hmm. And so once that's done, I organize and basically just bring in one folder into Premiere. That way it's already set up. Yeah. You know, I don't need all the extra stuff. And so from there, um, for instance, I've got some music video. Mm-hmm. We have like things like B-roll. We have a title card. We have a performance shot, things like that. So I categorize those first. And then in between those, if it's like a certain setting, that way I don't you know, put things or like think something somewhere and not have to look for it. I just put it in the setting. Oh, that's nice. You know, and like there's no slated shots, none like that. It's just um, 
kind of just like skimming through and it doesn't take long if you just like pay attention to what you're doing like blow the screen up like focus on it right you know a lot of people they're like they'll just go through the list like okay i can grab that one now <laughs> yeah you know and so if you look at it thinking oh this is where yeah, i want for this like focus on the videos itself the clips yeah and so even in that time like with premiere you can set your in and outs so that way like the clip is already trimmed and you just throw it on the timeline Oh, that's you nice. know fun stuff like that's like pretty simple, but it's like it's such a powerful tool for organizing. Yeah, and if you do all that work beforehand, then it just makes it super easy. Yeah, yeah. super easy to revise as well. <laughs> oh, because people all... say like, hey, can you get this specific shot? Now instead of me scrolling through all seven hundred clips trying to find the shot, <laughs> yeah. I know where it's at. <laughs> it's in this folder and this spot. Boom, boom, right. boom, all within Premiere still. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So how long does it take you to edit a video typically? So let's let's go back to Q because he was just on here. The circles video. How long did that? You think that took? So you? that one only because this one I want to be like, like, it's not my first music video, but mm -hmm. it's my first music video of the summer. Okay. And so I want this one to go off with a bang. Like he's been patient with me. Like, but it's like it's been a month. Mm -hmm. Only because like I would go back and do a different thing each time. Wow. And it's like so far I got this thing so complicated that the song is in three different parts. Okay. Well, the file is, and it's like um, I sent him like a small clip. Like, it was the very beginning. Like, it wasn't even colored. It wasn't even fully affected. But, like, I just wanted him to, like, see, like, this is going to be a wild video. And I feel mm -hmm. like in that one clip, it kind of just showed. What? Uh, um, is it premiering June 17th? Is that when it's possible. Um, okay. I plan on having it to him by Friday. Okay. Well, my bad, Sunday. So, if he decides to premiere, like, right then and there, he can. But if he does it on the 17th, like, yeah. I told him it's, like, it's cool. Yeah, I know that's when his album's dropping. Yes, and so that's when definitely gotta uh, check that out. Yeah, because yeah. he has a few really crazy features. Oh, it. He, yes. it was great sitting with him. Like he's such a uh, when he speaks, he is like power to when he speaks. You know? Yeah, that man got deep voices. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he doesn't speak a lot, but when he does, man, it's just like it hits. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. Like, There's some really funny times. Just he's a good dude. So. And it's like that's what I like about the vibe of his music. Like there are some parts like you know I don't like and like but that's his style. Yeah. And it's like there's parts I freaking love. Yeah. Like when he like kind of like lets his voice drop and like drags his words. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it always sounds like crazy. Like the bass starts rumbling in your ear a little bit. Oh yeah. Like me like I, I use I listen with the high quality headphones stuff like yeah. that. So it's like I don't want it to just be like. Oh, I guess that's cool. So yeah. it's like, man, you want to? I, I want to see it. where things hit. That way, yeah. when I do the video, it hits. Yeah, and he we talked a little bit about this, but he just he puts like little nuggets under layers, under layers. So when you hear it the third time, you're like, oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what he was going towards. I wasn't, I didn't even catch that the first time. So it's yeah. like there's like a lot of fun bars in there. Sometimes he just likes to have fun with it. Yeah. Like our first shoot, it was in a barber shop. And he said something about pesos, but it's like after that, it's like I've always thought of like Donald Trump and pesos. Really? Because of how they put <laughs> yeah. that together? <laughs> it's like, I just, why? Like it doesn't make sense, but it's like pesos aren't Donald Trump now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so um, he's always, I feel like he's always had fun with it. And so that's why it's fun to shoot with him. He doesn't want to take it too seriously because, you know, like it's, it's his art. Yeah. You know? I think it's cool because you have like um, a pulse on all of the music really coming out of this area. Mm -hmm. Like you're seeing, I mean, you're, helping people are creating and then you're literally just adding fuel to that creation yeah. and then putting it visually to other people and that's to this area i feel like i was talking to you know black jay and uh uh trey and q about all this stuff but i'm like 
and this is why I said in that podcast, but I'm like, you know, why listen to Drake when you can come here to 574 to this area and hear people who are making amazing things? Yes. You know, and, and you know, we were talking about local. I love the idea of just listening. Like, I want all my music to be local. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead like, of listening to, like, the big podcast, I want to listen to podcasts in this area. I want to know, be connected to this place. I want to watch videos from people who are creating, you know, mm. little episodes about dramas that they're doing in this area because that's that's gonna be more important to me than even feels better because sometimes you know the person in it yeah uh you recognize area for so like to you it pops into your head just like it would in the movie and their experiences are going to be more relatable to me exactly than whatever hollywood can give me because like it's always like for instance one of my favorite movies of like 2019 was knives out oh yeah that sounds good star studded right yeah but it's like it wasn't because it was star studded one of my favorite actors was Keith Stanfield. So it's like, when I seen him, I was like, oh, gotta go. Yeah. And so it's like, that's how it is here. Like, um, like it's out of good, the... It's good written. Out of the tribe group, like, like Black Jay is like my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, every time I even hear his music, like, I'd love to just edit to it. I just want to, like, do something. And it's like, every now and then, like, Chris will pull something out. And, like, for him, like, I, I was like, yeah, I need that song. Like, let yeah. me edit to it. <laughs> and so he let me edit to it. Um, I've shot videos for Quentin. I've used Quentin's, uh, like, his little tags and stuff. Because, like, he always has, like, some clever stuff to say. He does. And it wasn't really until this year I really met Dre. But he's super dope, you know? I uh, just got to listen to his music a little bit more. Yeah, his new stuff that he just popped is pretty good. Yes. Um, what was that one he just got One shot? of one. Yes. Yeah, and he just did, I think, I don't know what the video was, but yeah. Yeah, I'll have to definitely look at what, that again. I don't know what video. I just, I've only listened to the album. I haven't actually watched that video. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. And it's cool that, I mean, the nice thing, it sounds like, I mean, this wasn't something that you were focused on, but you kind of stumbled into it with that internship under, yeah, you know, into this. And then now you're literally like um, just so connected with it and you got that network. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Like, what, so, all right, let me take you back all the way to the start of the podcast where I said, what? why did you come to Elkhart? Um, that why, was, why did you, in 2012, come back to Elkhart? Uh, that was really just family. Okay. You know, so they're in this area. things mm-hmm. like that. Folks get old, so you just want to make sure yeah. you're with them. And so, um, like, I think my parents, they had, like, plenty of times where, like, yeah, I'd love to move back to Memphis. Mostly my dad. That's where he's from. Yeah. My mom's from Vendelia. It's, okay. Yeah, so they're, like, polar opposites. And so I think the most part, uh, the hardest part about, like, coming up here was, like, I had to kind of, like, get with new people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, like... Create a new community. Yeah, like, a whole new community. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if you're in, like, when I was in Tennessee... I feel like I went to like every single elementary school down there because we moved so much. Yeah. And so it's like I knew everybody when I got to middle school, you know, and it's like my first, I think, yeah, my first trimester at uh, at this Collierville Middle School, like I was popular. <laughs> like, it wasn't even because like, oh, yeah, they knew because me. It's everyone. Like, just everyone heard of me somewhere. Yeah. And so it's gotten to the point where it's like that now. And um, so like when it got to 2012, it's like I came to Indiana. I was like, oh, this is yeah, brand new. Don't know anyone. So like, of course, I was close to all my. Was cousins. this after college? No, this is um, college. wasn't until 2015. Okay. I graduated in 2015, and so um, relatively young. So like, I turned 26 this year. Okay. So a lot of my experience is like really compact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when we got up here, like it was just you know, hang out with your cousins, talk to your cousins more, and so like that's what I did. Yeah, you know, it's like that's what occupied me, like for the most <laughs> part. Like we could always go do something. Was this so when 2012? Are you 26? So you were 16. 2012. When you got up here? No. 
Yeah, no, the 10 years from us. Yeah, 16. So if you're 26 right now, it's 2020, and you moved up here in 2012, you were okay. in high school? So I guess my, because 2015 was senior year. So. So you were, did you move up here when you were in high school? I was like, no, it was like, it was bridge two from middle school to high school. Okay. Like that. So it's like. That one is a little iffy only because, like, I'm one of those ones where it's like my age isn't lined up with, with the, yeah, only because of the late birthday, but yeah, um, but yeah, like that's around the time like when we moved up here, so it's like it was uh from middle school to high school, okay. Did you go to Concord? Uh, went or to Concord for half a year and then I went to uh, P. Moran for the rest. Oh, okay. Um, you know, did middle school kid things, played every sport if they could, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, <laughs> from P. Moran, I went to Central, was only there for three weeks. Got my bike stolen. No um, way. <laughs> seen plenty of fights. Oh, jeez. Man, it was the best experience of my life, and I had straight Fs. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was so fun at Central, and I had straight Fs. Um, but then when I went to Concord, it's like that kind of changed. Like, the teachers were different. The people were different. I yeah. didn't know anybody. And it's like, even the ones that I did know, it's like, I didn't exactly hang out with them. Like, they had different friends, and, like, that's who they preferred. Kind of clickish, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't really, uh, I guess I want to say clickish, just like um, they grew up with them. Yeah. Like they were there in middle school type stuff. And so at this time, like Call of Duty was the biggest thing ever. My yeah. warfare. Yeah. I had a PlayStation 2. <laughs> PlayStation 2. My, my so ex- you couldn't play? No. No. <laughs> All these kids talking about Modern Warfare. They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, I was on this map. And I just prestige to the. Like when they said prestige, when they said map, I was unaware of what the heck they were talking about. Yeah. And it wasn't until I think. Um, yeah, like senior, not senior, like sophomore year. That's when I started playing Call of Duty. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I had an Xbox 360 at that. Nice. So I didn't even get the PS4 when it came out. I had an Xbox 360. <laughs> so you switched systems completely. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's just like what I kind of entertained myself with. Uh, since I didn't have a lot of friends, it was just game, game yeah. time. Yeah. Um, didn't have internet either. So like I said, no like these things in my life, like it was compact. Yeah. So like internet wasn't really a big thing. Well, if you can't get your laptop till you're 18, yeah. you've only had for eight years that's wild yeah. and you've just got, uh, gone so far with this so like that's what um i guess like that's my niche i'm just like really good with technology yeah and so like that's what cool, it was. um didn't have internet so like when i dig in my xbox 360 and i was like black ops i was like oh it's gonna be so fun yeah. and all the things we were talking about never happened to me yeah <laughs> i was like so how do you how do you prestige he was like well you gotta level up i was like level yeah. levels like I, I beat all the levels yeah. and it's like in my mind like I did not understand yeah and so I was like They're like no it's online yeah, yeah like, oh. that's what it was and so um, I remember to be specific Black Ops 1 had a, a bot mode yes yes and it's like I funny enough that. it didn't launch with that mode Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't until oh, they did an update. Oh, no. And so it's like, I didn't know about that at all. And so, like, it wasn't until I went over a friend's house, and they were all playing it four-player split screen, had the bots going and everything. Like, and I was like, oh, you guys are online? He was like, no, no, it's offline. And so they were just playing with bots. And so, like, I plugged in my flash drive into his Xbox 360, and somehow, just from that, it gave it the update. Oh, that's nice. And so, like, when I went home, the menu was there, and I tell you, I was so excited. <laughs> Black Ops 1 was on bots, no internet, man. Yeah. Black Ops One was all I played. Oh wow. So it's like if, at this point, if I took Call of Duty seriously, I could probably play tournament or something. Yeah. Like that's how invested Would I was. Would you put the bots at like the hardest level and just yeah. run through those? Those maps are ingrained in my mind. Um, the boat map. Yes. Yeah. That's hijacked. Cool. Hijacked. Um, um, the one that I think I played the most was Firing Range. Oh yeah. Yes. That's and a so, good one too. Yep. I feel yeah. like these maps, like they've. 
it's not the fact that like they say like the fan favorite. It's like it's the perfect formula for multiplayer maps. Yeah. Three lane, three to four. Mm-hmm. Add shortcuts in between. Yep. You don't need anything. Little else. camping spots too. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch for. Because like it's it's refreshing to get like the big open maps where like the uh, fun one. I think in Modern Warfare it's like a, a group of buildings in the middle and it's like a bunch of buildings you can go into around it. Mm-hmm. It's like a camper's heaven. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do anything about that except just try to go with the flow. And yeah. so, like, that's what made it, like, I'm sure, like, not a lot of people like that map. But it's like, if they got on fire range, oh, they're on that. Because you can snipe, you can shotgun, and There's different things you can do. Yeah. And so, like, that's what I played the most, and I feel like that's what made me, like, versatile. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I suck at Warzone, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good at Warzone either. I'm the killer of the squad, but I'm not I'm not clutch. Don't, yeah. don't die on purpose and be like, oh, he got it. No. no. You're going to be mad at <laughs> I play Apex. Oh, Apex, uh, yeah. yeah. That's fun, too. The one I've been into a lot recently is Rust. Have you Rust? That? Um, no, friends got into that. I never downloaded it because mm-hmm. I seen gameplay and I instantly got anxiety. Yeah, it's <laughs> you. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, being, it's, it's tough. So, so um, I've been cutting back. I've got that out of my life. Really, so. <laughs> so it's like with all this stuff, like I was always just the guy that was like really good at getting kills. Yeah. But it's like knowledge wise, I was like, oh, how do you do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, but that's just like what it is. Just coming late to the game, like you don't really have the flow. Everybody else. Um, it wasn't until recently I started playing on PC. Like every now and then, like I got the computer for it. Sounds yeah, like I like, yeah. like I don't keep them downloaded though. Um, it's kind of like a self-discipline type thing. The distraction mm-hmm. of it right there. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like um, even like old games I've played millions of times. Mm. If it's sitting there, I'm gonna play it. Yeah. You know? And so. I feel that. <laughs> and so, um, like every now and then, I'll just like delete them, and like I'll try to get back into it, but sometimes it don't work out. Yeah. That's um, probably a good thing. So like you know, it's it's kept me balanced. Yeah. I don't play games overly anymore. Um, so now it's just, um, I, I like to do video for fun. And so like now I kind of incorporate that into gaming. Mm-hmm. So it's like every now and then I'll try to like make a video. It, it doesn't even be like huge. It's just something funny, like from TikTok or something. Yeah. So for the longest, like a, a fun trend was like record your coworkers or record your family and sell them, make a gun sound. And it's like, it's pew pew or yeah. like people make, you know. And so I would take that and I would overlay those sounds over the gun sounds. So oh, when I'm playing cool. Call of Duty, like, it'll look like. <laughs> Like the sniper's like pew, yeah. <laughs> and so um, that's like, awesome. Just fun videos like that, and so it's like I'm trying to like get better at um finding my flow with that. Yeah. Because like with Call of Duty clips or like Tekken clips, Mortal Kombat, any of that, you can't just plop your gameplay and be like, this is it. Yeah. Because a lot of people they they want to either see a joke, they want to see you go crazy, right? Or right. they want to see rage. Those are like the three trifectas of gaming. They don't want to just see your gameplay. No. The nice thing about Rust is you can put a storyline and you're interacting with other people. Like, yeah. that's really nice. So you can actually, like, build a story around stuff. So is Rust a battle royale or is it survival? It's um, survival. Okay. It's survival with guns. But the, the premise is you wake up with nothing and you have the, the server is alive for a week. And so... Um, you can build, you progress, all that stuff, but anyone can come and destroy it. Oh. And it's live 24-7 for a week, or sometimes a month, depends on the server. That's insane. And um, when they destroy you, you lose, or anytime you get killed, you wake up on the on the beach with a rocket and torch every time. So this, uh, it reminds me of Ark. Yeah, it's I've, very similar to Ark. Ark DayZ is another one, but yeah. I've heard of DayZ as well. Yeah, Ark was one I kind of dwelled into because it was on sale, PlayStation, whatever. Yep. But um, that survival games take patience they do i'll tell you that right now like it's not the fact that you have to survive it's the fact that you need to gather yeah 
Yes. It's not even about the survival. Like you yes. can, like, in a video game where it's like the action shooter, your mission is to not die. Right. Survival, it's like your mission is to make sure you're not dehydrated, make sure you're not overheating, right. make sure your dinosaur's fed. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's fun, but... Make sure but, you have enough wood to build the next expansion of the yes. thing you want to do. Yeah, it's, it's... Those type of things, like, I realized that it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And so, like, Rust, like, now that I know what it is, I probably... Definitely yeah. won't play it, but it's just Not because like I'm just bad at it. Like yeah. it's it's like a patience thing. Oh, it is. Um, the nice thing about Rust is you don't have to go gather; you just have to kill someone who has been gathering, <laughs> and then you well, take all of their stuff. That's and they they wake up twenty miles away on the beach with a rock, and you have their dead body. And you just get what you want. Oh, you that's take insane. So there is the element of the shooter where you get kills and stuff. Yeah, and you don't have and you can play it any type of way you want. Okay. And then it's all, um, what's the setting where when you talk, if someone's in the, a certain range, proximity they can hear chat? You? Yeah, proximity chat. Yes, I so love you that. you get a lot of proximity chat, and you can chat with each other and do a lot of different things. So it's interesting. But yeah, it's uh, I don't suggest people do it because it's it'll suck your yeah. right in. Because <laughs> like with that, I feel like it's a gateway to people. I wouldn't say get bullied, but like they. Oh, it's toxic. Can, they can. It's so toxic. I believe it. Uh, like, it can just instantly be like gate. <laughs> gate like uh was it yeah anyway like they just sit there and like anyone that i'm sure like wakes up on the beach they'll be like hey I'm oh yeah you now. gatekeep yeah or they um they, yeah there's it gets pretty nasty bullying yeah yeah people get they rage uh what's really cool though is you can go on servers that are just international so you have like a Russian oh, screaming at you, or man. a guy in French, or someone who's um, you know Italian or someone guess you can't talk your way out of that. Yeah, one. Like, yeah. You can crouch over and over. Maybe that yeah. helps. <laughs> um, well, you start learning like other people's languages, so you can you know you have Chinese people cursing at you, and it's like it's funny because they're they're saying like things that would be offensive, but so they don't totally know the exact way to say it. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mother. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So, I remember finding people like, that's always yeah. awesome. So, yeah. Um, funny enough, my first encounter with Proximity Chat was The Division. Oh, I've never played that. So, The Division, it was a terrible time for me because I was in college and our freaking internet sucked. <laughs> it was amazing, but it didn't stay on. Oh. And so, The Division was one of those live service games where you needed to stay online. And so, Original, like it's really just a single player game if you really want it to be. Uh, it's four player co op, it's pretty fun. Okay, um, what's it like? It's a third person shooter with RPG elements. Okay, so all the way from gaining guns with different levels mm -hmm. to crafting, it, it's got it. Okay, you know, ultimates, passives, it's really a um, full RPG to me. And so, with this game, they have their multiplayer for co op, but then their competitive is called Dark Zone. And so what The Division is, is uh, in short, it's one of those post-apocalyptic games. But with this one, it's just a virus. There's no demons coming out of the ground or nothing like that. And so they just said, like, this virus spread. Everyone got crazy. It's, like, just a realistic notion of what would happen. Yeah. You know, and so, like, you're going through these places. And, like, of course, people band together. They create gangs or, oh, you know, cool. uh, syndicates and stuff. So it's, like. Clans. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, and that's not even the people yet. This oh, is really? just this is just the computer, the NPCs, <laughs> and so like there's guys with like flamethrowers, like they're I guess they used to be firefighters, and then like uh, <laughs> all right, but I can use this, right? Yeah. There's like militants, there's just rebels, there's gang members, like legit, and the game is fun, but it's so hard if you don't really play it. 
Oh. And so it's like, I have a friend named George. He's up in up north, and he played the crap out of it. I remember we got it at the same time. I was level five. He was level twenty by the end of the night. Oh wow! That's, that's how much more so he, he played. So he went it. way into it. Yeah. And so, the proximity part. This is where that level situation comes in. So I was level five, and so with Dark Zone, they do cap it off at a point, okay. but it's a cap. So from like the beginning levels, it's like level five to I think like level eleven. So that's five more levels above your level. And so mm-hmm. at that point, like you just got to go in, try to scavenge, try to like, you know, play it safe. These guys were in the entrance. And so since proximity uh, chat was on, I heard them faintly. And so like, I would do this. I would sit there and oh, I'll like take off my headphones, try to think of like what it is. And as soon as I got closer, it's like their voices got louder. And I was like, yeah. oh, this I can hear them in real time. Wow. And so that's when reality hit. He was like, give me your guns. Uh, he was like, give me, like, you know, give me your armor and all that. And, like, they were just doing that to everybody. Yeah, they, so they're just sticking people up. Yep. And so I was like, after you, they give it to you. Like, they won't kill you. They let you go. <laughs> and it's like, funny enough, this guy gave me back my pistol. <laughs> that's all he gave me back. And it's like, with the dark zone, what makes it fun is everything in this zone is contaminated. Oh, okay. And so when you go in there, everything you need needs to be decontaminated. Oh, and so the way they do it is do chop, uh, chopper export. So what you would do is like you'll go around, you'll collect your stuff, and once mm-hmm. your bag is full, you can only carry like six items. But those items are pretty good if you find them. And so like you have to go to these points where it's like you have to draw, uh, kind of like how Warzone is. If you yeah. throw the smoke, yeah, then it comes. comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like plunder. I play so, games like that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah like, like plunder. You, yeah, yeah like when you get in there and like you drop your stuff off. Oh, get ready because they've Those seen people. the helicopter mm-hmm. and they want to put their stuff up too and they want to see what you had on there right and so it's like so you gotta kind of camp and wait and then run in and yep grab the grab go to the drop just like the plunder yeah and it's like um everyone's like usual strategy is just simply just like go from somewhere far and just snipe them oh wow and so it's like that was the easiest way but it's like the ways that made me enjoy the dark zone even when if i lost is like teams would come in like from multiple angles and it's like I would get third, fourth, and fifth partied. Oh wow. Like these people, like when they like as soon as they seen the contaminant, it was like, oh, we're on that. Yeah. And it's like it'll be like a whole Free war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like that's what I feel like made the game fun. Yeah. Even if it sucked for me, I feel like just watching a war unfold, like yeah. right then and there. Like it's not a call of organic. Match. Yeah. Organic waves of people trying to go in. Yeah, that's fun. So like that's what it felt like. And I was like, man, this game is pretty dope it's kind of like that's cool yeah i play games like that well um my butt's starting to hurt <laughs> um let's wrap it we've done an hour and a half dude so oh, it's all i'm my wife an hour oh yeah so, sorry wife <laughs> so if i don't come back for a second time you know what yeah. <laughs> i was di- i died <laughs> but um yes i definitely appreciate you having me um, yeah this has been good it's been cool just to hear your process and, and kind of the hustle the things that you're doing um and just how it grew Oh, yeah. nothing, man. We will have yeah. to do it again, maybe later, and see where you're at now. You know, what I mean, I like to kind of doc- this is a the podcast is like a documentation of, of people I've talked to and right. just as things happen, um, or we can just do it next week too. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, um, this has been good. Next week, I got a couple of videos, and then I got yeah, tell, so t- talk talk about what's upcoming for people, and then how okay. they can reach you. Okay, so first of all, it's King Designs. It's exactly how you hear it. Replace the E with a three. Okay. Um, I'm on IG. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. Everything is the same. Hmm, that's nice. And so the biggest thing about me is I'm a videographer with a heart. I make sure everyone gets what they need 
when they need it. Um, and I also communicate. That's the biggest part about me is I think communication is key no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so if anyone wants to learn about like what I'm doing, I legit just do highlight and music videos for people that want to be creative. Mm. I feel like in the city we can do that. And the people that decide to participate, they get the product they actually wanted. Um, and about, besides that, I'm starting to get into weddings. Uh, this weekend, I have a nice eight-hour wedding until uh, tomorrow. I got a nice uh, three-hour music video. Oh wow! And then Friday, I got a nice long editing session before I go uh, drive up to Tell yeah. or drive down. And then next week, it's basically the same. Yeah. There's a music video on Wednesday. Um, got a wedding on Saturday, and then come back Sunday. And do you? You don't really, really. I should ask you this. You, when you do a music video for an artist, they release it. Yep. It's not something you ever really release. I will always respect the artists um, because, first of all, even though I created it, technically it is mine. Uh, they don't have the rights to it. Um, it's their song. When they copyright their song, they'll have the rights to the song. Yeah. You know, but as of like all this, like um, until a person really copyrights, it's like it's no one's. So, like, that's how I look at it. I'm like, we got to put this as if like it's everybody's, hmm. you know? And so, um, getting off track there but uh no that's really interesting yeah so like with the weddings it's like that's what's um starting to build up though yeah the music videos and things i feel like a lot of people appreciate um i see that they have like they like a certain style now but um i just i'd rather just hold on to my reins or they like die on this hill because i want to be creative i don't want to copy other people's styles yeah. um so other than that like that's how you can really reach me um yeah king designs with the king with a three is the e um, on all social media platforms. If you'd like to email me for any inquiries, yep. just go ahead to kingdesigns uh, at gmail.com or jvon at kingdesigns.com. Yeah. John, try to do this. was great. Um, thank you for uh, coming on. I'll put the, those in the show notes oh, so people can get to that. So this is good, dude. Yes. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it took a couple times to get here, yeah, but no hey, on both parts, man. I think I had a great time here now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, man. All right. Let's play this out.